I went with Signs at number 14. Mm. Mm. Um, nice. Love me some Shyamalan. Uh, Shyamalan to Ding Dong. Yeah. And I remember seeing th- Signs in the theater, and I'll rank that as one of my top five theater experiences wow. I've ever had. It's cool. Theater really, really enjoyed that. Um, felt... I don't know. I mean, I wasn't around back in the 70s when Jaws and Halloween came out. It was That's pretty probably good. the closest that I'll ever come to that kind of, like, sure. you could hear people shrieking in the audience and just, like, leaving the theater mm-hmm. and, and all that. And, and it has that classic thriller feel to it, too, that Hitchcockian feel to it, sure. that certainly lended to it. But um, it's got its flaws. Um, why would aliens go to a planet that's 75% water? I, you know... <laughs> They misread the map, yeah. like blue. Yeah, they Buster did. They blue. thought it was yeah. Obviously, the blue is, is blue is land. land. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, it's it's that's why it didn't quite creep into my top ten, but I certainly appreciated it for what it was during the time, and uh, it it opened up an entire uh book of curiosity in my mind about uh, these types of movies, and I certainly had more appreciation for M night after this, sure. you know, I liked unbreakable and in, in the sixth sense, but this was like, okay, this guy's special. It was all uphill from there. Yeah. <laughs> so science was my own launching mission. pad for his career. Uh, go ahead with your, on your list. Uh, or Richard, if you got, yeah. So I'll do, uh, a movie that, uh, because of a, talk about a movie. They never should have made sequels do that kind of ruined it along with like, you can put the matrix maybe in that. I know, Nerds might get mad at me, but a movie I think that captured the feeling of like Indiana Jones better than anything has since. Uh, the first Pirates of the Caribbean is my number fifteen. Huh. They were, that was a really fun theater experience. There was there hadn't been anything like it for a long time, and it just felt classic in a way immediately. And uh, a great iconic performance that then got beaten into the ground for the next fifteen years. Right, uh, but I think a really fun. I know it was based on a ride, but it was like an original movie. It felt like mm-hmm. you know when everything there was no capes. And, or at least there weren't superhero capes. There were probably like pirate capes. But uh, yeah, so that would be mine. Uh, movie I thought at the time I, was, I walked out of there going, "Wow, now I'm going to watch that movie for 50 years." That's yeah, cool. Sure. Um, and then proceeded to hate each following film worse and worse with it. So <laughs> yeah, diminishing but, returns. Yeah, definitely diminishing returns. Bit, but at least Johnny Depp's career has aged well. So <laughs> you know all that's okay, good. Brian, cool. what about you? Uh, yeah, I had a few honorable mentions. Uh, I've got a few more too, but I didn't sure. know if we were doing one at a time. Yeah. Or... yeah. Um, for this, uh, in Bruges, mm-hmm. one of mine that we did an episode on that last year, I think. Great movie. Great movie. One that grows on you. Sure. You know, you watch it the first time you kind of, I think it's kind of not sure exactly what you just saw and, but it's so funny and mm-hmm. seems like it shouldn't be funny, which is part of what makes it so funny. Right. Uh, two really, really outstanding performances and, much more rewatchable than I would have thought the first time. Around, yeah, definitely. Sure. Yeah, Bruges is a good one. We did an episode on that one, so um, if you want to throw back on that episode, you can definitely listen to that. Um, I'm going to skip one of my, I don't want to mention because I have a feeling it might be in one of y'all's top ten, so okay. skip that one. If, if not, I'll come back to it. Uh, my next honorable mention, uh, this one is very high school days, right in the wheelhouse. Um, certainly came out of nowhere and it was extremely successful and I mean it's extremely quotable now uh, I'm going to go with Napoleon Dynamite mm. as my number 12 honorable mention 
uh, my number 12 overall with my honorable mention. Um, yeah, just super original movie. Um, never had, didn't have an aesthetic like we'd ever seen. Um, really dry humor. I mean, what can I say? It's a classic now. And, um, certainly at the time, 2004, I was, uh, junior in high school, maybe mm-hmm. sophomore. And it was, uh, it was like the movie of the summer that summer. I remember going to see it and everybody talking about it and laughing about it. And we had like vote for Pedro mm-hmm. shirts that year made like for our homecoming. And like, it was, it was a big deal. So, um, still holds up really funny, really original Napoleon dynamite. And it's, it's one of those, like, I remember so many people, like, I, I don't get that at all. You know, I was one of those. <laughs> it's very, uh, it was a very Wes Anderson kind of reaction. You know, that, that's what I could compare it to was remembering going to see life aquatic and saying those are funny in just a very different way, you know? Sure. But, uh, but yeah. Um, what's your next honorable mention? Richard? Uh, I'll do two. Um, one that's uh, I think really loved was a like a, a big Oscar winner, and another one that people may not think of because really early in the decade. But uh, the honorable mentions for me, The Departed. Oh, that was my next one as well. Oh, great, yeah. great, obviously a great mobster film, incredible cast, one of maybe the best, like at least male cast maybe yeah, ever. Sure. Um, and uh, the kind of the tail end of the Jack Nicholson era, and I think we should we should say that's his last performance. Yeah, I, I agree. We should cut everything else off the IMDb and say he I went agree. out on top. I agree. And just a, a really great crime crime film that's uh, a fantastic script and all that. And the second one is, of just again, personal favorite, uh, uh, best show. Mm. One of the best comedies ever. Some iconic performances and lines. Incredible. The best use of that model of improvisational film. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, so... Uh, darn funny so that's fine brian what about you i had the departed um that i don't i i don't have any other i don't think i do um any of that type of movie on my favorites list i don't re-watch that kind of movie very often i'm i want to watch i either rewatch comedy or blockbustery type thing and i know that made a ton of money so it wasn't like it was a Mm -hmm. little indie movie or something but that's that's not really my type and the the other one uh, kind of falls into same category of being more of a, I guess a drama or an Oscar is Into the Wild. That's one of my one of my favorite books, and I think I love the uh, interpretation of that and the way that it was yeah. used on. Sometimes good on director. Film. Wish he yeah. would direct more. When he's invested, he's so great. Yeah, um, both behind and in front of the camera. But yeah, yeah I, I really love Into the Wild, much. and um, and thought that that was um, a very good adaptation of of uh, of the material. So, yeah, I can't. I love into the I love into the wild too. I can't watch it because it's a weird one for me. Favorite wise, for that makes me want to sell everything I own and go (laughs) drive. Like honestly, because yeah, it's all about that. It's Um, very rare to find somebody that's in the middle on into the wild. It's either that guy's the biggest idiot in the world and he disrespected nature and he probably deserved to die because he was dumb or. It's this guy is a you know is a hero or an inspiration or whatever is that he went and lived. It's very rare to find the the middle ground on that. At least with the book, sure the yeah, yeah. That's a that's a good that's a good movie and um, good choice. It's a good choice for sure. Can't can't deny that. Um, Richard, my next one was Best in Show. So that's, oh, really? uh, oh nice. My nice. next honorable mention. So that covers it. Nice. Um, so anybody got any more honorable mentions? Yeah, I've got two Same more. Thing. Uh, I'll do 
two that I just well, Harry Potter Prisoner of Azkaban, mm. which we're about to cover next week. So I'll leave my thoughts on that, um, or next month rather, for that. But just a great uh, a movie that really defined uh, that huge series, and I think every subsequent film and it really took a lot from it it's just a really well-made fun movie and then another movie that i don't think ever was appreciated as much as it should have been even though it was nominated for a few things uh collateral oh yeah one collateral of my favorite great. one of my favorite movies and uh i love uh i love everything about it love the best use of michael mann and just it rules so uh, now i'm on to my top 10 anyone nice. i got Brian? two yeah, yeah uh serenity the firefly oh okay movie. Nerd. cool nerd yeah. <laughs> it's a blast and a, and a fun, uh, a very rewatchable movie and a good intro if you're not into mm-hmm. uh, I watched that before I watched the okay. show. So. I've always wondered if you could do that. Yeah, I think so. I didn't know. I mean, I knew that it existed. I knew nothing about it and just went and watched the movie and really enjoyed it. And I, so I think you can do that. Um, and then Friday Night Lights, the movie version. It's yeah. always been a, I love one of my favorite books ever. Um, one of the best sports books ever written. And Buzz. uh, yeah, and not an AT as a human being, but uh, <laughs> but a very good writer. And uh, and then that you know eventually launched one of my favorite TV shows of all time. And Tim Riggins, one of my favorite characters, all that sort of stuff. But that movie is very very good and holds up very well. It's very one of the few I think um, sp- one of the few non baseball sports movies that gets the sport part done pretty well of of its. So many, so many uh, basketball, football movies, especially. Um, it's there's not a, a lot of reality kind of built into it. It's faux reality, but anyway, Friday Night Lights does that one really well. Excellent. Okay, y'all done with the honor rolls? Yeah. Okay, yeah. this is the top ten now. Top ten favorite films. Again, emphasizing favorite, <laughs> not best. Could be best, but. Mine are best, but y'all's are <laughs> um, 10 for me. Um, this is a filmmaker that I felt like I had to recognize here. Um, it's a subject matter that I've always really been interested in uh, going back since I was really young and even now. And I love his interpretation of this material. Um, it's Zodiac is mm. my number 10 from David Fincher. Uh, really good mystery film maybe my favorite gyllenhaal performance mm. um robert downey jr is great mark ruffalo is really good in it as well um super subtly uh cg'd in yeah. a lot of areas sure. um, that's another good one to go back and watch the the commentary the special features on and um fincher's a master it's certainly slower than most of his films are um it's a slow burn but it's a good slow burn and it's incredibly photographed. It's really interesting subject matter, like I said. And um, and of all the ones that I was going to pick from his from this time, that was the one that probably resonated with me the most. So Zodiac is my number 10. What about you, Richard? Yeah, my number 10 is a movie from a director whose, whose work I greatly enjoy. I think a lot of people like his later movies more, uh, but I like his first few probably the best. And this is... Uh, a movie that probably in the moment during this decade would have been higher on the list, but some things have just kind of passed it in terms of time and rewatchability and things. But uh, number 10 is Royal Tenenbaums. Nice. It's nice, a great nice. cast, great, incredibly funny script. Um, you know, very Wes Anderson-y, but not 
but not uh, you know it's it serves the subject or the ser- serves the material well it's not you know gimmicky at least in my opinion i think it's a really cool aesthetic and uh just some incredible like everybody is 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 great in this and then gene hackman's 10 times Gosh. better than everybody so yeah. and it's the kind of the last one of the last times we see him at full full steam so yeah just a, a real masterpiece of a performance there and a, and a great film and if i were to rank if this was a best list it probably would be a little higher it's still one of my favorite movies ever and also when we were doing this list i realized like eight or maybe more maybe this whole list this could probably pretty much be my top 10 favorite movies ever just because of my age sure and i'd be fine like this was mm. the, i would only take one or two out probably and keep this list as sure. is. so it's kind of funny so uh this is probably definitely a top 15 movie ever for me and it's number 10 of this decade just because of the decade nice. but yeah great great film yeah so quotable nice yeah my top, i was thinking the same thing my my top three were were kind of locked in just because of our 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 100th episode if you want to go back and listen mm-hmm. like i think it like august of 2014 or something like that um we did our top 10 favorite movies of all time right Three of mine were on that list, and another one of these probably. If I did this today, would for sure. Make that. I tried, man. I tried to pick some movies that um, maybe we hadn't done episodes on and stuff. Yeah, to keep this from just being. But when it got down to you know all those movies that we mentioned in our honorable mentions, I don't think we've done episodes on any of them except for Emperor's. So it just ended up. I didn't feel like it was um, true to real life to cut those those movies that i really love out just because we've done episodes and almost all of mine you'll be able to go back and listen to our thoughts starting with this one my number 10 is star trek the 2009 one which inside baseball we just recorded an episode on for you will be out in a week or two uh if you're listening you can go back and hear our full thoughts on that but one of the most fun movies of of the Mm -hmm. decade or of my life really just such an, an enjoyable experience had a lot of um we talked about in this episode really um, kind of made a blueprint for how to reboot franchises and make franchises um, kind of renew the interest in them. Uh, Great cast caught them at the perfect time and JJ's awesome and just becoming movie JJ. And um, yeah, it's, and, and is one that for me, a big part of favorite is going to be rewatchability. And I rewatched that movie a couple of times a year because it's just such a, it's a fun movie and it's very easy to have on in the background while I'm doing other totally. stuff and then look up and just be like, wow, that's a really great shot or that's a really funny line or great lens flares, like, lens flares everywhere. Um, so yeah, the, my number 10 is star Trek. Cool. Kent, yeah. we're back to you. All right. My number, um, nine, number nine. Okay. My number nine is an animated movie. Gross. It's, um, <laughs> It's my only animated movie of the bunch. Um, it's one that I think is classic, timeless, um, both in its, um, I don't know, the way it goes about itself, but also in its execution. It, uh, it, it certainly feels ahead of its time, but also before its time, and it's got a classic quality to it, and I really, really like this movie. Um, my number nine is Wall E. Same here. Number nine for me yeah. as well. Sweet. Love Wall E's my favorite Pixar Great. film. It's my favorite too. It's we done an episode on it, so yeah. I'm not gonna. Was it that? Was that a VIP or was that? I think a, it was on. A, I think it was for everybody. Okay. So right. we have talked about it at length, but um, it's 
so daggum good, um, mm-hmm. so original, so um, so classic in the fact that it's basically a silent movie that works yeah. um, emotionally on every level. And um, like I said, it's um, it's my favorite Pixar movie, so had to make the list, and um, is is easily probably should be higher on the list. I think it's probably a better movie than a lot of my other movies, but this again, this is favorites. So sure. uh, number nine is Wall E for me. It was yours too, Brian. Yeah, so. yeah, supremely. Um, I mean, that's just a perfect movie. I think it's the best uh, romantic comedy of the era of the decade, maybe of the millennium. I don't know. Um, I love those two characters. I just, I think the the world building on that is incredible, oh. and the character building is even better to be able to make those two. I mean, literally, I mean, they're robots to make those two robots that have very few words be as um, feel as human as they do. is just unbelievable. I mean, obviously, Pixar did that with the toys and stuff, too. But that seems easy compared to mm-hmm. Wally and, and, uh, and Eve and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, love Wally. That's one of my one of my very favorites when that's the only animated I have on, on my list as well. Kent, when, um, when my when my kiddo wants to watch. Um, that I'm I'm just so pumped. I think it's just such a a perfect film that that is very, just very touching, beautiful, and fun, and looks awesome too. And it's just, yes, just super great. Mm-hmm. So Richard, what was your what was your nine? My number nine is uh, probably going to show up again. I'm, I'm almost certain of it. It is is probably the best movie. Uh, it was certainly a top three movie on my list, but it's my ninth favorite. But it's great, and it's No Country for Old Men. Nice. So, just a. Uh, I won't talk too much because I have a feeling it's going to come up again, and we'll talk more about it then. But just a great, great masterpiece of a film. Everyone's, everyone's at their A game and and crushing it in a fantastic story and perfectly paced and timed. And there's mm-hmm. not a minute minute waste in that movie and a, not a decision that's yeah poor. And that's it. Nice. Yeah, my, that didn't make my list, but I think it's the best movie of the. Of the game. Yeah. Um, my number. We are on eight now. Yeah. For you. Yeah. All right. My number eight is my favorite movie by this filmmaker during this time. <laughs> no. That's uh, it's oh, one that which, I think. Which Uwe both movie is it going to be? What do you think? Postal. Well, I had to say that because I can't say it's my favorite, even in my top five from this filmmaker. But during this sure window, maybe um, it's uh, futuristic. It's a great satire. Postal. It's um, the effects are great and um so my number eight is minority report oh, nice. spielberg nice um great movie i barely missed my honorable mentions. one of my favorites by him. yeah it's uh it's worthy of an episode from us but this was maybe the first spielberg movie that i saw outside of after uh jurassic park that i was like this dude is the best. Like he is you it know it doesn't feel um, so super spielberg either and yeah. i mean that not that spielberg is a bad thing at all it's just cool whenever he does something that's not mm-hmm. note for note uh, even though his aesthetic is awesome it's a little bit different sure. in my opinion yeah it is it, it um, just proves his skill right it's got a lot of really great sequences a lot of stuff that uh you know we're talking about the future the stuff that's come to fruition you know some of the self-driving car abilities some of the targeted ads and things like that yeah. certainly played out so it's interesting from that perspective as well but if you've never seen it worth your time minority report like I said, probably not my favorite, not even in my top five Spielberg movies, but certainly is my favorite from 2000 to 2009. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Catch Me If You Can was also yeah. Is my it was my honorable mention list, but that's gonna show up later. Um, but yeah, yeah that same. that that would be the only other one that I would probably consider. And uh, Minority Report, super ambitious, and the twist is great. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, it's one of the one of the the more well executed Spielberg movies for sure, uh, especially in the last twenty years. So that's my number eight. What's your number eight, Richard? My number eight is uh, another really uh, great film that I, I definitely am sure this one's going to show up on uh, one of, if not both, your list. Uh, just a great, rewatchable ride of a film. Incredible. Incredibly tonally, incredible performances, a real meditation on a really cool world, and this is uh, Almost Famous. Cool. So, yeah, a great movie. I, I know Brian's going to talk, can talk much more eloquently on it than I can, so I'll just shut up and we'll just move on to your number eight, Brian. Sure, yeah, that's definitely going to come up. Uh, my number eight is a movie, another one we're doing uh, a, a, uh, an episode on very soon. should be probably next week um, if the schedule holds, so look for that. And we've got a guess for it, but uh, yeah, num- my number eight is Mean Girls. I love oh, yeah. Mean Girls. It's Great. I. That's one I, I mean, that came out while I was in college, and um, we had, I very distinctly remember going to the theater to see it with my friends, and um, the just feeling like feeling like going in like this will be fine, you know. It's uh-huh. whatever. There are hot girls in it. It's you know. I mean, yeah. I, like great. Okay, didn't work fine. out as well, hot girl wise, as we all. I mean, <laughs> sure, it worked out well, the, but in different lead, order. Yeah, different. Definitely would have lost those bets. Yeah, but at, at whatever twenty two or whatever is like or twenty whatever. Yeah, was like, oh, that's fine. All of our various mm-hmm. uh, girlfriends want to see it, so this will be fine. And then just being like. That was really good, right? So like good. we're all just kind of looking at each other, like, is it cool that I really like that? And everybody's like, yes, that was great. Just so much fun, and um, the 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 comedy in that is so biting. And mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't want to kill it because we're gonna do a whole episode on it next week. But I'll spoil extremely one extremely rewatchable. One thing I have ever told you who I saw that movie with is it Mullenhoff? No, oh, I saw that movie man. with this kid, this guy Trey, who lived with me for a few years in high school. Shout out Trey, great guy, and. uh we uh we kind of just kind of were feeling a little insecure you know two dudes were <laughs> right, like we want to see right. this but it was like i wish we had girls to see it with us because sure. we were stupid you know 16 yeah. 17 year old boys yeah go up to the grapevine mills movie theater uh-huh. used to be the spot choice sit down we pretty full theater so we're like second or third row up front there's a couple seats next to us we sit down right before it starts in walks and sits right next to me for an entire hour Defensive end for the Dallas Cowboys, Greg Ellis. <laughs> and me and Greg Ellis just super enjoyed Mean Girls together. Nice. And uh, yeah, so it made me feel a lot more secure. Yeah. yeah. And then went your separate ways. Went our separate ways. Just shared, kind of a, shared a WeWork. Exactly. It was funny. We ended up, I ended up having an office above him like 15 years later. But yep, I saw, it's great. saw Mean Girls with him. It's great. Cool. But we'll talk about that next week. Yeah. So that's a good one. Um, Fry guy. I mean, my number. Uh, we're seven. on seven now. Um, this is one that we'll probably do an episode on at length. Um, it might make most people's list for best movies of the decade. Um, I really like it for its photography more than I like it for its story. Um, so that's why I picked it on the list. It's There Will Be Bud oh, nice. from yeah. PTA. Awesome. Paul Thomas Anderson is my number seven. 
And like I love the photography. Yeah, guys. And um that's that's mainly why. It's probably my favorite cinematography of the decade. Mm. Yeah, so I can see that. Yeah, totally. It's a bummer that that one came out the same year as No Country. Yeah, it kind what of what a year. No Country kind of ate its dead. That's not fair. Yeah, it, <laughs> it came out like one year earlier, just like best movie of the they year. Were, no question. I mean, they were shot know? like on the same. Yeah, on the same sets. Like there were times they said when they were shooting No Country for Old Men that they had to stop down because they were burning oil <laughs> on the set of There Will Be Blood, like a hundred. You know, right. hundred so yards away or whatever it was, Crazy. but um, but yeah, it did. It definitely did steal its thunder a little bit that year. Yeah, um, I think it's PTA's technically his best movie, and it's my favorite of his from the decade. So it's my number seven. What's your number seven, Richard? My number seven is definitely just an RB favorite. Not going to show up, I doubt, on either of your two lists. But I think it's a great film, great script, cool direction. Michael Clayton. No, much higher. That's going to be way <laughs> Um But this is a and great performance by my main man, so obviously i got to shout it out. Sideways. About a boy. Oh, there it is. About a boy. Love about a boy. I think it's such a... Book's great. Movie's even better. Hugh Grant is incredible. It was the first time Hugh Grant just was like, I'll just be Hugh Grant in this <laughs> and stop trying to be charming. Right. And he was just... And then he got even more likable, so... <laughs> Loved it, and uh, definitely one I watch every, I don't know, three or four years, and still always makes me laugh. Some of the lines that he has in there are so savage at expense of, at the expense of Nicholas Holt, yeah, and <laughs> and probably couldn't make it now, and right. it makes it even funnier. Totally, yeah. So, yeah, that's mine. Number that's seven. Cool. I'm curious if you're if you're one of our Brit listeners. I genuinely would like to know how they feel about Grant yeah. compared to us, because yeah. we think he's great. Maybe over there they're like, God, what a plane this dude is. <laughs> yeah. Cause, and I get it. I understand. No, I mean, totally. That's his, that's his that's whole the thing. Bit. But man, it's he's he's a he's a delight. Did in, you ever watch the Amazon show he did, the Very British Scandal? It's really good. I watched a couple of. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's it's yeah. cool. He did. He was really good in that. Yeah. I was like, I've never really seen him fully act mm-hmm. like that. I didn't. I like you. I like you playing you. Right. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Just stick to what we like, <laughs> bud. Um, be, be mean, but dashing in the process. Yeah. <laughs> good i knew that one would come up uh my number seven is a movie we we did a review last year uh and it's it is uh, step brothers which oh yeah i didn't think when i saw that one forgot that was that decade my my will ferrell Mm go-to given anchorman and um all the others that uh talladega nights yeah but but gosh step brothers that is definitely a a four times a year type movie for me (laughs) and i never stop laughing it is still Mm -hmm. Um, almost every, almost every scene Coop to me, Coop, he's a huge fan, <laughs> mostly the unrated stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but dude, it, like it's a, it's the Catherine just, Hahn stuff, especially right. Stay golden, pony boy. Uh, <laughs> it's just still so funny. And it, it maybe more than any other movie. I'm 36 at this point, I guess I, I'm trying. No one wants to be, you don't want to be around somebody who's 36 and is still like quoting movies. Mm-hmm. Like that's such a. Uh, college and just out yeah. of college sort of thing. I still have trouble. I still find myself wanting to quote Step Brothers uh, fourteen times a day. Like yeah. I just like have this. Well, you do this... bury people alive, on. <laughs> right? yeah. and it's just weird. Well, to I'm not burying say... you. Yeah. <laughs> but even at the concert we were at the other night, Richard leaned over and said, 
a funny quote from Step Brothers, and I was like, yep, it's perfect. What did it, what I, can't, was it? I can't repeat it. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, that's right. I, drum I remember. So, exactly. uh, yeah. yeah, no, incredibly, incredibly funny. <laughs> the, the humor on that job, holds dude. up so well. It's inc- gross and irreverent and terrible in so many ways, and, and yet hilarious. it's unbelievably funny. So that's seven for me, Kinto. All right, and the number six is... That's cool. All right, number six on my list is a... Uh, film that i revisit often it's probably my favorite from this series and um defines this decade for me pretty well it's um iron man original mm-hmm. nice OG. that was in my consideration for that sure. was in consideration for love me. well i still think it's the best marvel movie uh love the characters love the motivation for why he becomes iron man everything works about it sets up the universe perfectly and um i mean here we are, you know, it was 2019 and, and, right. and, uh, basically the seed that this movie planted is going to end up being the biggest movie of all time. Yeah. And, yeah. and, uh, if any, you know, if, if everything goes according to plan, so sure. until win, Avatar 2 comes, yeah, until then right Avatar, back down the, spot. The, the seed bearer comes out. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I love me. That, I'm not joking. Gosh, that's what it's called. The titles of these movies um, are just unbelievable. Um, oh man, Iron Man I'm, is I greatness. Think, I think Tolkien Rider is going to be the one that makes the most money. <laughs> the waterways, uh, ways of water, oh, or the quest from Iowa <laughs> for Iowa, Iwa, quest for Iwa. Not a seed bearer. Quest for Iowa is seed bearer is a real bad, Pete Buttigieg. Man. Yeah, real title for Avatar. Okay, yeah, Iron Man, classic, great, love it, and I think we've done an episode, maybe we did not. did as well last uh, year. But, but uh, yeah, that's mm. my number six. RB. All right, my number six is, I had to pick one of these three, because I love all three of these from this decade. Um, they're nostalgic for me, so I always could see these movies with my mom when they first came out, so I love it. And of all, just how happenstance worked out, I watched all three of these movies yesterday, into the late night with my wife. Uh, just kind of watched one, and then we're like, "I'll oh, watch another one." And uh, we were two thirds of the way there. So, I, so I was then this morning thinking about this list, like, okay, which one did I enjoy? So I'm fresh on this. Which yeah. one I got to choose? So I'm going to go. My number six is Born Supremacy. Nice. nice. I like that one a lot. Some solid Joan Allen. Uh, it. it uh, I love More Identity. It's tough between those two. Ultimatum is definitely the third, but it's great. Um, and then the two sequels in this decade, not as good. Uh, but man, I, I love these first three movies. They're so, so cool and, uh, well-written and well-shot. I mean, the handy cam stuff gets a little annoying, but they definitely create, uh, a cool aesthetic for the thing. And then Damon's doing Damon, peak Damon. So, uh, yeah, Born Supremacy, one of my favorite series ever. And, uh, I'm apparently I'm a big Gilroy guy. because There's more Gilroy <laughs> to come. So, uh, Ryan, what about you? Yeah. Uh, I, you know what? Ultimatum, I thought, was better when Ultimatum came out. And then in hindsight, I'm like, oh, Supremacy's better. Supremacy's... They're yeah. all fun. I love all those. Yeah. All three of those, same. those movies. Supremacy's really good. Yeah. So I combined... I This is the same as what I did when we did our uh, our top 10 movies or whatever. I, I feel like, uh, especially in this age with franchises and trilogies sure. and all this sort of stuff, I just combined them all into one movie. This one's a little cheaty just because the third movie came out well past the the end of this decade but um it feels weird to say the do all whatever so uh, the dark knight trilogy is okay. number six so technically batman begins and dark knight 
um, mm. with I think what was what was uh, Rises was that uh, 2012 something yeah. like that. So came out came a little late. It was in 2012. <laughs> it's, not, it's not loud enough. <laughs> I didn't want to startle anyone. Sure, sure. But uh, I mean, The Dark Knight speaks for itself. Yeah. I know when we had Batman Shane on, I I believe he said Batman Begins was the one he thought was the best of them or something. Something there was some hot hot take on. I love Batman Begins. Batman Begins is great and is. Uh, I'm sure we said on our episode, but in hindsight is such a risky, you have to nail this kind of a film whenever, when it, mm-hmm. when it didn't fe- it, it's so good that you don't see how risky that, mm-hmm. that movie is and what a big, what a, um, a must, same as Iron Man, same thing with Iron yep. Man where it's just Different like, ways, yep. you really didn't understand because it's so good how, how important it was that that movie, um, be successful and stuff. And then Dark Knight is. Uh, still gets my vote for the the best superhero movie of all time, and I don't I don't know that that will ever be touched for me, and I'm well, sure others. Thor: The Dark World Thor too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, two sides. <laughs> Doctor Strange seventeen when it comes out. Mm, eventually, that's when it finally hits its stride. Yeah. We just got to keep trying, right? right. Uh, but those movies are unbelievably good, and and that was it. Certainly was it wasn't those weren't my introduction to Nolan because I'd seen Insomnia and, mm. and I love Memento. Memento is sure. great, but. Um, it definitely was the introduction for Nolan to a lot of people, yeah. and that made a huge difference for sure. uh, Inception and uh, Dunkirk and Interstellar and Dunkirk. Everything uh, moved forward, but those and they are um, insanely rewatchable, and and you'll you'll pick Dark Knight especially. You like pick up on things like the the sound mix. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just like holy crap, the sound mix unreal. I so, always say that. The editing of that film, yeah. not not in terms of like the cuts in the scenes, but the over, that is such a tight movie. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, from the minute it starts to the minute yeah. it ends, yeah. it's taking your breath away. There's no real traditional narrative crescendo to it. Yeah. It just starts at nine mm-hmm. and yeah. like goes to a ten for and the nine ten. I mean, it just does that the yeah. whole time. There, it never goes. sinks to even a seven yeah. and lets you breathe. It's yeah. awesome. There's so much of it that feels like peak Michael Mann mm-hmm. mixed into. What yeah. we know about Nolan now that probably I didn't I didn't know in 2008 or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, Dark Knight Trilogy is number yeah. six Those for me. Those big and, city shots and stuff that yeah, created us. Oh, yeah. So cool. And one that, that, that's one, there's a few others on this list that, yeah. that meet this is too, but that's one that I can't wait to show my kid yeah. in a couple years. I don't want to, I don't want to lead him down the dark path of DC at this you point. better show him soon because <laughs> his, he's only going to know Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. <laughs> Yeah, my joke is Joaquin. He's not going to understand yeah. how they, how that there's even a Batman to, to fight to mm-hmm. Joker. Right, exactly. Yeah. You need to give him a frame Sweet. of reference. Okay. So we're three six, six, right? Yeah, Sorry, we're, we're three six. We're in our top five as Woo. of this moment. So. All right, top fives of the two thousands. I'm going to start with my number five. Um, it's the first comedy um of my top ten so far, and uh, we talked about it on the show before. It's so daggum funny and risky. And only could work for like right when it came out. Tropic Thunder, mm. number oh, yeah. five. Great. Yep, so funny, so funny. So um, it stinks that it can only work because it's the stuff that's offensive <laughs> about it is what it's satirizing. Right. It right. drives me nuts that people can't figure that right. out, but right. they can't. So <laughs> right. exactly, and that's what uh, that's what makes it so funny is how serious they take it. Yes, but but uh, at the Downey's, same time, maybe his best. Downey's so funny. Stiller's great mm-hmm. yeah. when he's doing the when he goes and like boom there's your trailer right there I love that whole <laughs> that whole sequence Jack yeah. Black's great 
um, Downey, like you said, Nick Nolte's funny, Hater, yep. Danny McBride, um, Tom Cruise, everybody involved is uh, yeah. pretty daggum funny. Tropic Thunder is really underrated. Yeah, oh, I love Tropic Thunder, and right, it's it's kind of a bummer that that's not. Uh, we can't do that anymore <laughs> because it is exactly what is they're ex- they're hundred uh, percent in the execution of that bit. You know, there's no. It's we don't have to do it again. I mean, they did it. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. No one could do it that eloquently. I'm we couldn't. We couldn't. Right. That's so that funny. It's like why can't you know that drives me nuts. Like why can't you? First off, the casting of people of color or women or whatever is a real issue. Right. That's a real fight worth having. Right. But but you have to understand that that movie is on your side in that fight. Right. That's the joke. Yeah. Is that they went out of their way to hire an Australian white guy <laughs> to play an African American <laughs> character. That's why it's funny. Right. The fact that's lost on people is maddening to me. But whatever. Um, so my turn now, right? For yep. My number five. Uh, yeah, this was one of my favorite. I'm looking at the list here. Probably my second or third favorite theater experience in this list. Um, just great, beautiful movie. That's hilarious and violent and manic and all the good things about Tarantino. And that's Inglorious Bastards. Mm. Love, yeah. love that theater experience. I remember walking out, just feeling on fire. Like it was <laughs> just so good. Um, and the minute you see that, French countryside and it looks like the sound of music you're like oh I'm in especially on a screen right you know with the film popping and popcorn you're just like I am seeing a movie right now yeah. I don't get to do this that often totally so I think we're doing a throwback on that later this year yeah 10 years can't believe it yeah crazy that was the first sure I'll say this on the episode that was the first um, Tarantino movie that I 100% was in on yeah like I got it I love it I love every this is mm-hmm. for, there was there's always a point in a Tarantino movie where I'm just like, I don't know, this is a little bit too far. That that one was perfect, and that opening scene, just incredible, mm-hmm. incredible work there. Okay, my number five is a movie we you guys talked about last year. I didn't get to be on that episode, uh, but it's one of my. I think on this list, I think there's probably one movie that I have seen more often than this one that that has just been a constant. Uh, a constant rewatch for me for for I think it came out in oh one so for like eighteen years and uh, and that's Ocean's Eleven mm. that I just love. should have been on my list I can't believe I didn't think of that love I'll that, second you though yeah I love that movie I mean I I am with you I think you guys said I, I twelve is extremely underrated at this point so it was so, so old, much yeah so uh, dissed so hard it's aging so much better yeah. than thirteen yeah and even thirteen I think is a lot of fun that whole no, trilogy is, great. is a blast but I do think Ocean other, you know, yeah. not like to me. They don't. They're not the same as like Dark Knight or no. some of these others that are. I think are one whole movie basically that just stretched out over uh, three parts. Like those are completely separate things. But Ocean's Eleven is um, cool. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Still cool, it's still cool. It's still fun. It's uh, expertly crafted. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just a, a, a beautifully shot movie that had no business being shot that well. You know, except yeah. that it's Soderbergh, and this is what. This is what he does. I, I, I wish that he would continue making films with cameras instead of, you know, razors or something. But, um, but uh, anyway, it, the, the cast on that is just incredible. It's fun to watch Clooney. It's fun to watch Damon be basically a baby yeah. on screen. You just, it just so it funny, seems it? so weird because two years later, he's a, a freaking superstar, you know, and it's just, anyway. He's got a record um, longer than mine. <laughs> well, it's long. Well, it's long. Um, it's, and, and even the, 
you know, Casey Affleck and Scott Conn, oh all gosh. those guys. Casey it's, Affleck they're is, a blast. They're a I blast. The last few years of yeah. Casey Affleck, because man, Joe, I love that guy. Anyway, but great, great movie. Lots of fun. I probably have, have watched that. I remember oh, seeing yeah. that when I was in, if it was 01, then it would have been like end of high school, I think. And it, that seems like such a movie that a high schooler would not be interested in. Oh, and yeah. me and all my friends that went to see that, we all walked out being like, that was BA, man. That was so awesome and I so remember, much fun. And like, that was, who knew this was going to be like that? It I, was, I was a blast. So I'm four years younger than you. So I was like end of middle school, going to high school. And I didn't see it in theaters because I thought it was like, for some reason, the marketing was weird on it. I thought it was like kind of like a real serious. Yeah ensemble with all those people i was like i wanted to see it but it wasn't like a movie right. a bunch of eighth graders would go to the theater and right. see and then i remember renting it with my mom and uh-huh. being kind of like oh i guess it's the movie we're watching tonight not excited not unexcited and then being like 10 minutes into it being like this is the best movie i've ever yeah. seen in my life yeah I, how did i not see this in theaters being total so mad blast. at myself yep. yeah total blast so one one of the best and i I've probably i probably have seen that movie 50 times oh, yeah. maybe, maybe maybe 100 more. yeah you know same. i mean it's it's a such a such a rewatchable film. So that's five for me. You what's uh we're on four, right? Yeah, yeah we're on four. It's now. Number four. Um my number four is a maybe my maybe my favorite movie of this entire genre. Uh certainly of this decade. And um I think it's still the standard in this genre. I don't think any Can't we said no adult film. <laughs> that's why I said <laughs> Uh, everything's on the table. <laughs> ten favorite, Richard. Yeah. It's ten favorite. It's only, not everything's best. on the table. Um, <laughs> that I, I have way more than ten. Um, <laughs> it's it's the still the gold standard, I think, for this genre. And it's odd that we peak so early, <laughs> in my opinion. But um, my number four is Spider Man Two. Oh yeah, the Doc Ock Spider Man. Mm-hmm. I still think Love it's the perfect out. sequel. A perfect Molina. superhero sequel. Um, it, it's 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 the perfect tone for Spider-Man. It's a perfect villain. It's the perfect motivation for Peter. Um, a with his friends and with his girl. I think it, it hits all the notes you want to hit. And um, it's still, in my opinion, the best superhero movie um, probably ever. Maybe The Dark Knight would be up there for moments, but I didn't even put The Dark Knight in my top ten. So that's kind of where I fall on it. But um, for me, it's like Spider-Man 2, Iron Man, and The Dark Knight. Like, mm. You could rank those however you want, and I probably wouldn't argue with you about any of those. But um, Spider-Man 2, I still remember seeing it in the theater and just being blown away by it, enjoying it. Just super fun, just entertaining, a ride, a fun ride. And um, and yeah, it's it's when I think about the 2000s, I probably think of that movie first. Um, you know, seeing movies in the 2000s, so Spider-Man 2. Couple of great scenes in that movie. Oh yeah, sure. yeah, great. It's a great and the best use to me. That's like, um, I don't like Sam Raimi. Just I don't like his aesthetic and his his type of thing. And the first one feels so muted on right. his his sort of style of doing things. And then the third one is so much him that you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to raindrops falling on. <laughs> that's my actually head. the second one. That's actually oh, the is it really? One. Yeah. Which seems odd, but yeah, that's the second one. Okay. The third one is the emo dancing that's right. thing, which is just maybe one, maybe the worst scene of the decade. Seriously, it's so bad. But the second one, I remember is, driving back from that movie with a friend. Yeah, and we were fighting over whether or not it was good or not. Spider Man Three, not two, uh-huh. two is great. And he thought it was great, and I wasn't. He was really mad at me in the car. 
coming up South Lake <laughs> Boulevard and just were getting heated. And I'm like, sorry, that was, I'm going through point by point why it was garbage. And he's at his crescendo defending it and just red and blue lights and he got pulled over and got a ticket. <laughs> and I was like, I won this argument. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Cool. Four? Four, Arby? Four for me is, uh, I guess, my first comedy in my top ten I had best in show later. But it's uh, a movie we've talked about a bunch on here that I think, you know, for my generation, we all have it. It's going to be a movie I can't wait to show my son, and he won't like it. Have one. <laughs> Just Caddyshack. The, the, yeah, it's the circle of life <laughs> with comedy. Uh, but super bad. Nice. Those two, I mean, there's so many funny performances in that, but led by um sarah and hill who have we've said a million times on this show don't make a sequel to super bad but definitely make a movie with those two yeah. every five years where they are doing something because their rhythms together are so funny right and it's a shame we haven't gotten more of it um we got a little bit of it in um uh this is the end this is the end and mm-hmm. it's the funniest part of this in the end to me is those sarah's incredible and this is the end yeah, yeah, um <laughs> that that turn on himself but uh the uh the, but Superbad is one of probably the most quotable movie ever to me. It's a movie that my wife it's my wife's like favorite movie, so we've seen it a million times. Yeah. And uh I love it. Cracks me up every single time. And the, when you see Jonah Hill in the first I remember that's one of my favorite theater experiences too. Packed, totally packed midnight, and everyone was laughing so hard, but you could somehow still hear it was like that perfect rhythm. And like that first ten minutes from Jonah Hill's just literally throwing ten thousand mile per hour fastballs for a solid ten minutes. You're just like You're talking about what side he wants to subscribe. Yeah, to. just that, and then the the drive to the gas station and that whole thing. And you can get this for me, right? You know, if you're looking through his eyes, like the first time I heard the Beatles, and the guy spits on him, and just like that whole, you're just like, what? This performance is un. Who is this guy? Um, and so yeah, so uh, super bad for me is is. Is number three, Brian. Uh, my number, my number four is. I'm oh, sure. I'm yeah, sure he's going to come up on on your list in a bit, RB. So I'll I won't say much. But my number four is is Catch Me Can. Yep. We did an episode a year or two ago, and is of all the movies that are on my list, this one is the one that has grown on me the most. Like that, it was such the first time I was like, this is good. I I enjoy this fine, mm-hmm. and I appreciate everything that's happening here. And then it just my, it's one of my dad's favorites, and uh, so you know, would occasionally catch him watching it and find myself. I'll sit down and watch this, and then you're just really engrossed in it. And now, having seen it a dozen times or so, I'm, I'm, I really, genuinely, I love it more every single time I watch it. And I, I've, I think I said in our episode, I feel like by the time I'm 50, it's going to be like, well, that's my favorite movie mm-hmm. of all time, and it's just so, uh, it's so Spielbergy, but without just hammering yeah. that home and you know what's funny i just i've seen that a million times we'll talk about it in a second but i just recently we rewatched uh bridge of spies uh-huh. and it's like that similar aesthetic right that yeah. that yeah. era of new york city and there's something about catch me if you can that's so much and bridge of spies is great um but it has this kind of cartoonish look to it it's like too it's like the cameras are too good mm-hmm. so when you have that that style and it just seems fakeish in yeah, a weird way. Sure. It's stylized because um, it's shot on like that, yeah. this crazy camera. And something about Catch Me If You Can just feels so much more authentic to that mm-hmm. era yeah. in, in a weird way. Not that's not really a criticism of Bridge of Spies. It's just something I notice when I watch sure. Bridge of Spies. No, I totally sorry. Agree. Continue. Totally agree. No, I'm good. Catch Me If You Can is number four for me. Kinto. All right, top that's three. Great. Top that's three, great. boys. Let's see top three. Um, 
This one I revisit a lot uh, every couple years or so. I think it nails the um, strengths of its lead actor and supporting actors. Uh, it's a really good script, and um, it fits my aesthetic perfectly. So it, my number three is High Fidelity. Nice, uh, nice. Great movie. You know what? I haven't seen that in a really Me long time. Me too. I used to watch that movie all the time. It's, it's definitely it. worth a revisit. Yeah. If you, haven't, if you haven't given it a chance in a few years, really uh, worth your time. Jack Black is, is oh, fantastic so at it, too. So it's um, the little bald guy, whoever that guy is. Yeah, like the Jim Rash kind of yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, not Jim Rash, like, but, but Jim Rash. Yeah, Jim guy looks like Jim Rash. <laughs> fake, not Jim fake Moby. So, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. the new Bell and Sebastian. <laughs> yeah. that, guy. that guy's hilarious, though. Yeah. He's really good. Um, yeah, I love that movie. Oh. Really smart, and I'm super into Two Nick Orns record stores. So uh, yeah, so that it fits my my aesthetic. Um, and I had to have one in there. So yeah. High Fidelity is, I love that movie too. is a... That's a great one. I haven't seen it in a long time. But. Certainly worth a rewatch. I don't think I've seen that movie since it, since the first time I saw it. I think I've only seen it once. And I oh, was really? probably 18 or 19 when it Ew, came out. You would, so yeah. I need to go back. Oh, for sure. My like freshman Netflix. year of high school, my freshman year of high school, I probably watched High Fidelity, the DVD, 60 times. Right. I remember that was like a huge movie for me. But since then, I maybe have seen half of it once. Right. right. But uh, that was a big... I love that movie too. But yeah. That's a, that's a cool choice, Gannon. We yeah, two Nick Hornsby books in the movies in our top ten for that decade with nice. about a boy in that. That's kind of cool. That is cool. Um, number three for me, we talked about it a ton. We talked about it a ton on the show. I'll just tell a quick story, which I think I've told before, but encapsulate it. Uh, my number three is Dark Knight. One of my probably my favorite theater experience ever. I was really excited for this because I was really into Batman Begins, and I was hanging out with Batman Shane a lot during this era of my life. And I was working one night late we need a drop there yeah of, of batman, batman shane, shane laugh, laugh or something yeah, yeah. Hey. and so <laughs> sound like rogan a little bit um i stand by it uh and, I was saying, and shane called me and i held the phone away from my ear no <laughs> shane called me at work was like hey can you come i got the joker gave me tickets this is like three weeks before dark knight came out there's like this huge hype the trailer the Heath ledger thing he's like the joker gave me tickets to uh, the Dark Knight, and I was like, "What?" And, and he was, it was just some, a normal thing in Batman space contest. It was some, it was some viral marketing thing where if you clicked the thing, it yeah. was during that whole kind of the early years right. of that viral marketing. Trent Reznor was in on that too. Uh-huh. There was all that kind of cool stuff. And anyway, uh, the Joker thing came, and uh, I was like, "I can't. I'm at work." And so I just zero percent chance. I hung up, and my boss at the time was working at a Borders Bookstore. I was like, what's going on? I was like, oh, my buddy has tickets to uh, The Dark Knight, an early screening, and he was just seeing if I could go. And my boss was like, you should go. And I was like, yeah, but it's like in an hour. Mm. And uh, he's like, nah, it's fine. I got you. And he, I was like, really? He's like, yeah, get out of here. So I left. I called Shane. I was like, oh, actually, I am coming. So I came up there, and like I drove up to the movie theater. It's like the movie theater I live by right. now. And it was an I- it's an IMAX. And I uh, drove up, parked. And then just like, there was this huge line and I was like, okay, this is where the dream ends. You know, it's one of those things like the whole time you're thinking this isn't going to work out. It's going to be like an eight minute trailer or something. And, uh, I just hear like, Hey, Richard and Shane, he's like third in line, of course, with like three other guys we know. And so I go and just walk up to the front of the line, walk in, get our seats, all of this within 30 seconds, sit down and there's like no trailers or anything. It just opens with that IMAX shot of. Gotham, and I was yeah. just like, all of us were just like, whoa. 
and like I said, that movie doesn't let you breathe for two hours. I was in there with like the biggest Batman fans ever, and that's like my favorite movie yeah. experience ever. It was just so cool. I remember seeing the prologue sequence yeah. that summer. What movie was it before? Because I saw yes. the movie that it was tacked onto. I remember that. Uh, I remember, yeah. and it ends with, with Joker driving out yeah. of the bank. I can't remember, but I remember seeing that for sure in the theater. Let's see. I'm trying to see where that it's gonna it, and it's not worth a Google, but yeah, I, I definitely remember that for sure, um, and being blown away by that. Yeah, I can't remember now, and I I I saw it was that just that well. sequence because yeah. I remember I, they did it I'm again. Legend. It was before yes, I'm yeah, Legend. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yep, that's what it was, and yeah. um, and they did it again for the, for the Dark Knight Rises with the Bane plane sequence. Mm-hmm. They tacked that onto I think Star Trek Into yep. Darkness, maybe or something. Something. Yeah, I remember seeing that as well. That um, was awesome. That was really cool too. They so then they didn't fix the <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah we're fixing it that, that, and then they didn't no they did but they just yeah. recorded it and put it on top of the entire soundtrack right. so everyone right. in the scenes talking normal and then Bane comes on and just like <laughs> ta- oh it's yeah I can't alright we're done with that <laughs> so um, Dark Knight's my number three Brian yeah uh, my my top three are all movies that were in my uh, top six mm-hmm. or whatever on our our uh, 100th so, show so if you've recently listened to that or you want to go back and listen um, you can do so. My number three is the the, the accumulation of the Harry Potter movies which okay. we're going through. I won't won't drag on because we're going through them one by one on our Brian, VIP show. Kent's about to get a little yeah. Azkaban on. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> but almost all those movies came out in that decade. I think uh, I think Chamber of Secrets was a 2011 and 2010. I think so. The rest of them. You mean were, 2001, 2000? Chamber. I mean, of sorry. Uh, uh, Deathly Hollows was yeah. 10 and 11. I yeah. think. Maybe eleven and twelve. Anyway, most of them were yeah. were that decade, and those are cool. uh, very you know incredibly. I rewatch them all the time. Some of my very 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 favorite. So, uh, anyway, I won't drag that on because we'll talk more. Uh, yeah. If you want to hear more of that, you need to sign up for, for our the, VIP oh, club. Look at, look at that! Look at that! Look at that segue. Oh, Matter of organic. Talk about viral. VIP. Boom. Kent, number two. My um, number two has been mentioned, and it's No Country for Old Men. Nice. Yeah. I love Coen Brothers are my favorite filmmakers. Yep. This is a masterpiece. Oh yeah, it's not my favorite, but it's daggum close. Second favorite behind Fargo. Is that accurate? Yeah, probably no. Probably yeah. Um, I have to think. Put Lebowski up there too. Yeah, okay. Fargo is easily my number one, and then like two through five is like yeah, two, it changes five, weekly. Changes, yeah, sure. Between Intolerable Cruelty, Lady, and Lady Killers, Killers, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Understandable. <laughs> And Hail Caesar. Hell <laughs> um, yeah. Underrated. Hell yeah. No, Hail Caesar is good. Yeah, I did like were that. Were that it were. Um, uh, no Country for Old Men is a Best Picture winner. Yeah. It's, um, if you haven't seen it at this point, I feel bad for you. Total go see master. it. Yeah, Just, go, go do it. And we talked about the what it was up against that year. I mean, this is not an original Richard thought. But, I mean, they talk about this all the time, different things where, like, the trophy should be bigger for different Best right, Picture winners. Right, yeah. The, it's a good year to win it. That yeah. was, like, the No Country for Old Men should be, like, a 40-pound Best right, Picture trophy. Right. Yeah. And True. the Green Book should be, like, the size of, <laughs> well... It, it should, yeah. <laughs> it's right. like a little keychain. You're little number ones now. <laughs> I still, you know, my number two, we got, we got Brian and I's two. My number two, Brian talked about it. Catch me if you can. Uh, my favorite Spielberg movie. I know it's mm. unpopular with you guys, but it's my favorite yeah. Spielberg movie. And uh, I loved it the minute I saw it. I loved it. And uh, just changed the whole way I thought about like what I liked in terms of movies. Because I think I had a pretty immature 
viewpoint at that point and uh that definitely was like i really really love this and you know you you someone of our generation who only at that point knew like man in the iron mask and titanic <laughs> and then you're like oh leo's there's a reason he gets all this hype he's so <laughs> great in that movie yeah. and tom hanks tom hanks is great too minus the terrible uh but leo's great walken's great and uh Josh Brolin or James Brolin's great for that weird shot of his hair. We were like, why did they get James <laughs> Brolin for that? Best that. Jennifer Garner of her. Oh, yeah, she's great. <laughs> Amy Adams, Martin. I mean, that's yeah. Like, gosh, Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen's wonderful movie. in that. Uh, but yeah, so Catch Me If You Can is is mine. Brian, what about you? What's your two? My number two is a movie that Kent and I talked about uh, in December, I believe, with uh, with Ariel. Is the the Lord of the Rings trilogy the com- the combination of oh, that yeah. seventeen hours of of film. I think I'm going to watch the extended ones on, on the Kenflix soon. You should. Yeah, you should, man. The extended, extended, like one the extended ones, like, they're extended, man. They're like an hour long each. Yeah. Like, an hour longer each. Return of the King is the only one, though, that, to me, that feels extended. Mm. To me. Like, yeah. Fellowship yeah. and Two Towers feel like, this is what this movie is supposed to be. Yeah. Return of the King is a little bit... I think I'm just going to take two, two weeks and, like, scenes. treat it like a TV show and yeah. just do, like, an hour a night. Dude. Yeah, just sure. to it's, it's do good. It. A lot of woods, so but I'll do it. Yeah, and for me, um, yeah, definitely on this list. That's those are the movies that that, I, that I've rewatched the most. I rewatch those um, when I'm writing or like trying to get something done because I want something on screen that's kind of engaging mm-hmm. to me, but not so much that I'm like mm-hmm. I have to pay attention and yeah. lock in. And I just lo- I love all the characters. I love those books growing up and the the radio plays mm-hmm. that that uh, they listened to that that were based on the things like that. So. They have a sentimental value and nostalgic value, and yeah. then they are just such well-made movies. And I, I feel like there's a kind of a gap between Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones, where um, it's called the gap of Normark. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to, the the sword, that kind of movie, that fantasy epic swords Woods. and sorcery kind of movie. Gets, has been done so many times over the course of, of film, and they almost all suck. Like, they're almost yeah. all really, really bad. And then Kent's, you know, Kent's fired up. It. He's adding um, the drops. But, uh, anyway, uh, the, but that one, it's just, it's so far and away better than all of that kind of. I remember watching that movie, the first one in the theater, and then being like, you know, like two months later, be like, I'd like to watch something like Lord of the Rings right now. That's kind of the mood that I'm in, and be like, there's nothing. All these movies suck. They're all bad compared to uh, to that one. But mm-hmm. anyway, I rewatched those movies dozens and dozens of times, and um, w- expect to continue to do so for for many years before. But they're well, they're yeah, they're remaking it right now. So luckily, I know I'm pumped for that though. I think that will be fun. I'm I'm excited for that that series to uh, we'll see to happen. But those movies are are great and. Mm. all-timers for me all right number one number Number ones all right my number one um it might have made my top 10 list had i thought to put it in there at the time Mm. it's definitely grown over me on me over the years the last time i watched it i was like okay this is for sure getting up there for me um and it's uh i'll just say it my number one is crazy heart Nice. Oh, wow. From uh, Scott Cooper. Great movie. And Jeff, starring Jeff Bridges. I just freaking love this movie. That's um, a great movie. That's a good one. I didn't Bad Blake. That. 
the uh, down and out country singer going on one last I tour. don't know, baby, where we stand. Every time I watch it, like it starts out and the soundtrack starts, and I'm so like, good. I love this movie. Great. Like nothing, you know, Great. nothing even happens, and just like the aesthetic is set, and I'm like all in. Um, love it. Love the story. It's heartbreaking. It's mm. triumphant. It's it's everything. It's it's Oscar worthy from Jeff Bridges, For and. Sure. Um, I love I love the movie and it like I said if we if we get a chance to go back and redo our top ten of all time it might it might creep its way in there. Nice, we're gonna love do a throwback on that later this year. I yeah, think. we should. We should for sure. Should like ten December years or something. Yeah, yeah, that's um, a great one. I didn't expect that. Can't that love that one, Mike. Me either. Good job. Nice I got choice. it. I got it. Uh, the soundtrack as a gift on vinyl this past year. I've been rocking that too. Um, Colin Farrell's good in it as well. Yeah. That's great. That's um, great Maggie Gyllenhaal. There's a there's a a really strong um, sporting cast and, and great movie. Crazy Heart. Never seen it. Worth checking out. Yeah, yeah that's, that's my great. number one. Yeah. If you watched The Star is Born last year um, and you haven't seen Crazy Heart, I would say, yes. not to say that those are the same movies, but there there's similarities in Jackson Bad Boy and, yeah. and Jackson May. Yeah. And, and uh, they're very incredible. Jeff, always. Yeah. He's always awesome. Especially in R.I.B.D. Yeah. Well, I mean, no surprise here. I am Shiva, the god of death. Michael F. Clayton is my number one. Nice. One of my favorite movies ever, and uh, just love every every line of this. It's a movie not a lot of people would... I think everyone likes this movie that's seen it, but I don't think a lot of people have it in their top whatever. Yeah. But for me, man, this is special. It's Pete Clooney. It's like the only time Clooney, I feel like, aside from Oceans, like fully lived up to his potential. And... Uh, and the script's fantastic. It's shot a great sound, a great score, rather. Mm. Um, one of the best ending scenes ever. Just a perfect movie. And if this is on, count me out till the end. I'm <laughs> flipping it on, throwing the throwing the remote down, and hands behind the head, and just gonna enjoy myself. I love uh, this movie. And I think Brian has come around on it. So yeah, I didn't. I did not appreciate it the first time around. Uh, but again, that was a, that was a 2007 movie. So yeah. we're talking a lot of heavy hitters. Oh yeah, year. for sure. Um, it was kind of easy to miss. I think it, I wish I had seen that in theaters. I think I would have appreciated it from the beginning more if I'd seen it in theaters, but it was a, that's a, it's a little dense Mm -hmm. your first go around. And it, you know, I mean, it's, um, there's a, the, the plot is, is not confusing, but there's, yeah, corporate fixers, right. bag men are not necessarily the most interesting right, exactly. or accessible for... Right, but it wasn't until second viewing, I was like, oh, okay, I kind of get what's happening here, and since you've become a prophet or a uh, an evangelist, <laughs> excuse me, for, for Michael Clayton, I've, I've watched it um, a couple of times in the however many years we've been doing the show for court order, and um, <laughs> yeah. anyway, and yeah, and I've, I've come around, and I know we did just did on the VIP feed, or uh, on the, the VIP page, we did a poll where you let the a bracket where you let the VIPs kind of work their way through the 64 movies from this decade and Michael Clayton I don't think it got you know it went to like I don't know Sweet 16 or something but I was like y'all better vote for this or, or Arby's gonna come after you because this is it was an appropriate I'm fine with I understand it's not the most accessible accessible yeah, sure. thing in the world but man is it good yeah it's, and it's, smart and yeah just great use of Clooney and for sure and for Wilkinson's sure. great I really like Tilda Swinton when she's having like Kind of weird. Tilda Swinton is the best, and then sometimes she over weirds it and is too much. But this was she's an incredible sure. villain in this, and sure. uh, that it just it everything wraps up so neatly. Yeah. It's just awesome. Yeah, very good. Cool. 
Well, my number one was mentioned earlier, and it was in my top ten when we did our, uh, mm-hmm. our number hundredth episode, and it's almost famous. And it, yeah, want to just a. I wish more than any other film probably that has come out in my lifetime. I wish I had seen this in theaters. I didn't. I didn't see it until it was on DVD the next year or whatever. Um, and I, I make a point of not rewatching this one too often because I just never want it to wear off. I never want to stop um, just loving every every minute and every character and all that. I love the. I just the whole thing makes me happy. It's just a movie that mm-hmm. makes me very happy and. Philip Seymour Hoffman is great. Uh, Billy Crudup is great. Um, the kid is great. I mean, everybody, Kate Hudson, everybody in this movie uh, is excellent. It's so perfectly written, and it's the most Cameron Crowe. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, it kind of, it feels like this was like what his entire career is was building up to at the moment. Well, he's done and so then, much it, Well, exactly. It's like he used up everything he had for that. That uh, one movie, but it's such a what's the one such a great that you still like though Elizabeth Town, oh, ride Town. or die, baby. There, no, there's with it. a huge percentage of Elizabeth Town that's great. <laughs> no, there really is. Sure, I remember seeing. I saw that in the theater. I mean, that. But then the parts that are bad, you're just like, uh, yeah. Uh, uh. yeah, can't can't see past. I would love a re-edit of Elizabeth Town. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. Almost famous. With was, a different voice my, for Orlando. My Blue. number one. If that that one feels like one to me at least that is um, not necessarily underrated, but mm. that is underseen that people of our younger yeah. generation haven't seen and that's I would highly encourage everybody yes. to go back and check go it watch out. all these if it's you haven't so seen great. them yep. listen to a couple old heads talk about the gory right. days in the 2000s right and uh check these out because uh yeah every I agree we all had a lot of different movies on the list but yeah. like I I completely agree with both of your lists yeah. like the, the you know, really great they're different yeah that's I good. think this that's one, what makes these episodes fun yeah this one um certainly we'll try to think outside the box with this list um sure. this episode and um yeah. I think we had, uh, I think Wally was my only common, or Wally and No Country for Old Men were my only commonalities yeah. between yeah. you guys. So, yeah. Um, that says something. That's yeah. good. We, uh, there's a lot, a lot of movies in this decade, and it's one that not a lot of people look at. Well, that's, um, and it's good because we did do the adult film list, <laughs> and you and I had a ton of crossover. Right. We yeah. did. I did not do Oddly. that. Episode. Brian, Brian had no crossover. It's, a, it's got a weird, <laughs> weird stuff. Um, but we'll end on that. Um, Thanks again uh, to you for listening and making this possible for 500 episodes. Thanks, but if everyone. you want, if you want more, we do more episodes weekly on the VIP feed. If you want throwbacks, uh, we're doing Harry Potter over there. We're doing AMA next week uh, over there. We've got uh, Star a- Trek talk, Star Trek 2009. Um, we got Pet Cemetery 1989 uh, mean just released. Girls. Mean Girls uh, Chinatown review coming that way as well. So. If you uh, want to do that, check it out, madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. Um, next week, we're talking Avengers Endgame. Ooh, I've heard of that. It's going uh, to be a movie. Um, so Iron Man suits. Hopefully, you listening can go see Avengers Endgame. Because good luck. If, yeah, yeah, good luck getting tickets. Um, try and buy your tickets and do what that. What night are y'all going? I'm going uh, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday morning. It's Sunday morning for me, too. Yeah. I've got Friday, like. That's, that is Cooper's birthday. That oh, okay. oh, yeah. So we're. I tried to go Thursday because it, it it's hard to go. Right, he's tired. Kids are tired right after they come home for school. Which is yeah. I didn't, anyway, regardless. Uh, we're, but we're going Friday. Like I've heard, some school. theaters are 
doing screenings at like five in the morning. Yeah, there's. Yeah, I, I cannot think of anything yeah. that sounds more awful yeah. than waking up at four in the morning and sitting and watching three hours of an Avengers movie. Yeah, like for better have coffee. Yeah, it sounds I think, like my. I would not understand half the movie. Right. I wouldn't be awake. Right. I think I'm not sure about this, but I think that this movie's going to make a lot of money. I think so it's too. My we'll guess. See. Open it up. What's weird about the difference between you and me is I all of our throwback episodes that we do and we have to rewatch stuff. I watch all of that almost exclusively at about five fifteen in the morning before I go to work. <laughs> oh, I do too. But I'm, I'm just saying, person. Yeah, I just went to watching like Avengers Endgame in a theater at five in the morning. Yeah, yeah, is not what I want to do. I'll, I'll get up and watch. Yeah, I'll watch I'll a good coffee. And, yeah, and a whatever. That's we're doing. I always. I always knock out uh, these in the morning and at work and stuff. So. All right. Uh, Thank you again for making 500 possible. Mm. Let us know what you think. Let us know what your favorite movies yeah. in the 2000s were. Tweet us. List. Yeah, tweet us at Mad About Movies with those on Letterboxd. If you want to follow Brian and I, we're yeah. on there. I'll put my we'll list put our lists there. on there, yeah. and we keep lists throughout the year. Go on Letterboxd if you want to reach out on that website. Yeah, before. and can I plug one thing? On the website now, madaboutmoviespodcast.com, um, there's oh, a yeah. list... Uh, tab or a page or whatever. All of our lists. All of our lists from our previous, like our top oh, 10 cool. from each year, as well as our these, I was these not aware episodes, of that. our big five Good work, episodes guys. and stuff. So check that out. And thanks to, uh, we had we had uh, like 15 volunteers from the VIPs that helped do that, like put that together. Because I certainly wasn't going to go back and listen to this Go episode. back and listen to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That really helped with that. So we really, really appreciate it. And so if you want to, you can go back and listen to those. We'd love you to do that. If you just want to check in and see what our, picks were they're they're there for you to see right there on the website awesome well brian where can we find you online you can find me on twitter at beagle 12 you can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com and the mad about movies podcast newsletter a new one should be out now or will be out soon one or the other so rb how about you you can find me at richard barden on pretty much any social media and all that good stuff you can find me at the mad about movies podcast newsletter and Weber site and uh, Kent where can I find you on the internet at kentgarrison.com Kent Garrison on Twitter and Instagram and uh, find us on madaboutmoviespodcast.com subscribe Spotify iTunes whatever you please until next week we'll talk Avengers and we'll see you there goodbye goodbye hey baby I hear the blues are calling toss salads and scrambled eggs Maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged <laughs> But I don't know what to do With those tossed salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again Scrambled eggs all over my face They're making me ya ya The salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again 